Well, hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee, unless, of course, it is Tea Week, which it is the end of today. Praise God, tomorrow coffee. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Uh, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and or tea, and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And today I am excited because not only is it the end of Tea Week, it is day 49. You join me in Auckland and tomorrow, not only is coffee returning, we hit day 50, the big 5-0 in our Bible adventure. And I'm so excited to be at that point with you on this journey. Hey, let's have a look at our scriptures for today. As always, they're in the description on every platform. Psalm 22, 22 to 31. Mark 3, 31, 4 to 29. And Exodus 23, 1 to 24, 18. Those are our scriptures for today. Before we go any further into the Bible, Let's talk about brews, and because it is the seventh day in a row on our uh, devotional journey, I have got a super store-bought can and or bottle, and I found this yesterday, and I'm excited to give it a go. It is a no ordinary ice tea. It is Bay of Plenty raspberry flavor. Uh, this, this is what it says, okay? Uh, no ordinary iced tea isn't like other iced teas. We are low in sugar, free from plastic, naturally flavored, and delicious as can be. Did we mention the added benefits of vitamins B, C, and E plus antioxidants? Come on now, no ordinary iced tea indeed. So they've added some vitamins in here to make this feel even more good for us. Um, this is actually done and made in Tauranga in New Zealand. So there you go. You can check out more information on the Instagram at plant underscore projects if you want to know any more about these guys. But today I'm excited because we're going to have a canned iced tea today. Now, I do like iced tea and I actually forgot that, that was even a thing you could buy for Tea Week. So bring on the seventh day of every Tea Week. But let's give this a try. It is the Bay of Plenty raspberry flavor. Oh, it's fizzy. Of course it is. Is it? I don't know. Talking to myself. Okay, let's give this a try though. Here we go. Iced tea in a can. Who knew? Yeah, okay. That's actually quite yum. Mm. Mm. It is yum. What I will say about it, initial flavor really yum. Initial flavor really good. But the lingering aftertaste tastes like morning breath, you know? If you didn't brush your teeth the night before and you wake up, it's got a little bit of a aftertaste to it. But the initial taste is really good. And because it's got minerals and vitamins in there, that is a health drink. So healthy drinks aren't even meant to taste that nice. So I, I'm going to say this is actually quite good. I would strongly recommend you go and get your vitamin B, C, and E this in supermarkets. I found this inside a countdown. But I'm sure you can find them in different places. Lovely, lovely, lovely. What a great way to end Tea Week. I'll be honest, this time around, Tea Week was not my favorite. But uh, thank God I've got another three weeks of coffee, and so do you. And then we'll have another round of Tea Week, and we'll pray we can find some yummy teas. That is it for Bruzo for today. Let's get into the Bible and get into it for today. The Bible goes by many different names. It's known as a collection of stories, a historical document, a lamp, a guide. It's known as wisdom, hope, God's word, a map. The list goes on for names that the Bible is called. And while it's all of these things and more, it's also the greatest love letter written to you. God loves you abundantly. His love for you never ends. And this is his word written about you and for you so that we could be closer with him. 
One of the things that makes this book special is the person that we encounter through the pages of this book and the person we become as a byproduct. The whole Bible is about Jesus. He is in every word, every sentence, every chapter, and every verse. It all points to Jesus. And the psalm today starts with despair and suffering, which we read yesterday. But it ends with a great shout of victory. Look at this verse. It says, He has done it. He has done it. It's all about victory. And that's what we see through the Bible. Jesus is victorious. It's not without struggle, wrestle and hardship. I get that. But the end result is always victory. And if it's the end result as Christians in the middle of what we go through, we can claim victory and we should live from this place every day. Because of the resurrection power of Jesus, you and I have access to. It's the same power that raised Jesus from the grave that we have access to. I want to encourage you to pick up that energy and walk in it every single day. Our psalm today, verse 22, uses the phrase, my people. And this word is an intimate word. It's a word that usually is translated as brother or as relative. And it's clear that through resurrection power that we are more than subjects to God. We're more than slaves to him. We are his family. And like Vin Diesel says, I don't have friends. I have family. And that was that was probably... I am Groot. You know, that was probably the worst ever Vin Diesel. Let me try it again. <clears throat> I don't have friends. I have family. Why is he country? I don't know. I don't have friends. I, for some reason, my Vin Diesel's not working today, and I apologize for that. The truth is, is that we are God's brothers and sisters. We are his family. He is our father. and We, we, are, we are in his family. And that speaks volumes when it comes to how God is actually our Father and what that gives us as children of God. If we're really going to be transformed by love, which is the central theme of the Bible and who God is himself, then we're going to need to not just know the Word of God, not just have read the book or even understand some key things, but actually embrace it. To embrace the words of Jesus is to hear them and test them against yourself, as in, what is it that I need to change in response to what I've just read or what I've just heard? And then we need to actually work it out. The Word of God should prompt change within us. If the preaching of the Word of God on Sunday isn't doing that, and if the level of your devotionals aren't doing that, then you need to level it up, guys. We should be confronted by the radical love that's written in the Word of God. Through the life of Jesus and through the way He lives, it should challenge us. His words, His instructions, His character. We should be challenged, and we should become more like Him every single day. It's as our life changes that we become the display of love for others too. People can experience the love of God through the life change that we experience on the daily. It says our life changes that we can become that display of love. So don't stay stagnant. Don't stay still. Keep on changing. Keep on growing. The parable of the seed and the sower shows the power of words to change lives. If we take on his words and we embrace them, then we can see a crop of 30, 60, or 100 times what was sown. That's the power of God's love. When we take it on board and we embrace it, we see the positive change and the fruit to go with it. The last part of Mark today shows us the importance of planting too. Sometimes we plant and then we wait for the harvest, but then as we harvest, we don't plant again until the harvest is all gone. And this makes us have to wait for even longer for the next harvest. We also don't plant the words of Jesus, but we need to be able to keep on every day planting them. Why? so that we can bear fruit and extend the harvest to those around us. In Exodus, we see today God's relationship with the Israelites, his people, is defined by the agreement or the covenant that's made by God on Mount Sinai. In this covenant, God committed himself to the people and asked in response 
for them to commit themselves to him as well. And that's what a covenant relationship is like. Like marriage, I commit myself to you, my wife, and you commit yourself to me. Forsaken all others, I am all in. That's what our relationship with God should be like too. We are his bride, the church, and we should have eyes only for him. We should forsake all else and commit ourselves totally and abundantly to him. In God's love, we see a new culture being set. It's the kingdom culture, God's kingdom culture. For us as Christians, because we love God, we're to live according to his kingdom. And this is challenging. It's hard to go against the culture of the world, to fly against the crowd. But God makes it clear for us, though. Do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. Do not pervert justice by sliding with the, by, sorry, by siding with the crowd. The last thing I want to touch on today is the importance and the significance of communion. Communion is a powerful moment where we remember the covenant that Jesus made for us. In the old covenant, Moses has a meal and sheds the blood of a sacrificial animal. And in the new covenant, Jesus has a meal with his disciples and tells them it's through the shedding of his blood that the covenant is going to be made possible. Every time we take communion, we remember this. We have, a bo- we have his body, which is the meal, and we have his blood, which is the sacrifice. When was the last time you took communion as a couple or outside of church? It's a beautiful remote moment to remember Jesus and his love for us. Verse of the day. Yes, it is time for the Super Sneaky Extra Bonus Verse at the end of our devotional to have a look and see what God is saying to us. Consider carefully what you hear. He continued with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Consider carefully what you hear. What are you hearing right now? What is it that you're allowing into your life? Because what you allow into your life ultimately is what you will extend to others. If we're not hearing the word of God and we're not allowing it to change us, instead we hear what's in the world and we extend that to others. And that's not a pretty picture when you consider how we treat others and how we interact with others is how we're going to be measured too. So here's what you want to consider. What am I hearing? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? And and how would Jesus respond in this particular moment? This is what you want to do when it comes to working with others. This is what's going to be measured back to you. And that is it for the Daily Brew today, day 49, done and dusted. A bit jumbly, a bit muddly, but we got there in the end. Thank you so much for joining me today for this devotional. I pray God is speaking to you, and I'm looking forward to hearing what God is doing in your life as well through this devotional journey. Hey, if you haven't done so already, take a moment, follow us on our podcast platforms and rate the podcast. Also, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. If you can do both, double dip. That'll be very helpful. It'll help us get this uh, this whole devotional series out far and wide. That is it for today, though. Coffee is back tomorrow. Feliz Navidad. Have a great rest of the day, and we'll see you tomorrow. If it is the start of your day, have a great rest of your day, unless it's sleep time. Good night, sleep tight. We'll see you tomorrow back here on The Daily Brew.